Hi, my name is John Freeman. I'm the editor of Granta Magazine, and I want to welcome you to the Granta Podcast. Today we're very lucky to have with us Alison Moore, the Booker shortlisted author of The Lighthouse, as well as uh, The Door Closed, It Was Dark. Um, Alison, welcome to our basement. Hello, thank you. <laughs> uh, we're surrounded here um, by Granta stacks of books and uh, Ted Hodgkinson sitting between our legs. Uh, <laughs> it's not nearly that racy, <laughs> but The Booker is Tuesday. It could get very exciting. So, I have to start with the obvious question. Um, how has it been in, in the last month? It's been unreal and exciting and very busy. It, it has been wonderful because when my novel was long-listed, it hadn't yet been published. So it, it was just somebody picked it up and ran with it, which has just been wonderful. Have you found out yet which person it was? And, and how are you going <laughs> to... <laughs> How are you going to address them Tuesday night, whoever it is? <laughs> no, no, you, um, no, you, you uh, don't. You don't learn who is particularly more for yours or, or anybody else's. Yeah. Well, it's a wonderful book, and if I had to describe it, um, it felt like a sort of modern Patricia Highsmith story. I don't know. Are you a fan of hers? I, I haven't read any, to be to be honest. But um, it's. Been, my writing's been compared to a number of different people, which has got me reading all these people I haven't read before. It's been, Shirley Jackson? Uh, yes, yeah, Shirley Jackson I, I, I read as, as, as a result of being compared with her. Um, wow, this is a great reading course. It is. It is <laughs> it's, it's, it's been fantastic as a reader. And also reading the, the, the other books on the, the long list and the short list, it's, it's been wonderful. Yeah, it's quite a varied list. Yes, it is. It's, it's, I'm in great company. I mean, it's, it's wonderful being in there with well-established names and with uh, another debut novelist and mm. um, with uh, small publishing companies. It's, it's, it's a good variety. Um, in, in some of the reviews of your book, it, just, it uses the, the word genre. And, and reading that, I, reading The Lighthouse, I didn't think this is a thriller, this is a noir, this is anything. I just thought it was a, a very tightly controlled read. Did you write it thinking you were writing a genre book? Or? No, no. I, I wrote it the way I, th I think you, you read it. I, um, I'm probably more easily put in the literary fiction category. I've been very interested by reviewers who have raised this, this issue of genre and, and, and thrillers, but it, it wasn't any kind of writing exercise. The story occurred to me and I wrote it, and then it's very interesting to see what people see in it. Mm. The story's about um, Futh or Futh, how would you pronounce it? Yes, in the in if he if it if, if you were saying it as a German, I think it would be more like Fuß. So I suppose Fuß is closer to that. But w my thinking about it is that his father didn't grow up in his father grew up in England and Fuß grew up in England. Mm -hmm. So they're very distanced from that that their German origins. So the the name is said how someone in the school playground would say it, how you see it written, and that's that so. They're now um, the futh or futh mm. or, or, or however somebody says it to them. Right. So he's he split up with his wife and he's going on a walking holiday in Germany that sort of echoes a holiday his own father took with him when they were about 12 when his mother left. That's right. He stops at a hotel, has a strange uh, interaction with a, a rather abused and slightly drunken... Um, sad woman yes. whose husband has been abusing her and he plans to circle back to that hotel at the end of his trip and right. the tension is building as to what will meet with him because his uh, his interaction was observed by the husband so there's the sort of bones of the book but 
it's about so much more than this. And I, I wonder if you can talk about this because it's full of, as we were t joking earlier, tan uh, oranges and violets and recurring lighthouses. And are you using this uh, imagery in a, in a, in a, in a coded way as in I know what this means and therefore it's going to do this or, or, or did they simply come to you as you were writing the book he 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 is a, a creature of the past he's so attached to the past um, and there is a lot of flashback uh, um, him returning to, to points from his childhood um, and so it was a way of um, of pinning each of those moments down I suppose um, in, this, in, in terms of smells, that obviously attaches us to the past. So, yeah, or, where you've got the oranges and the coffee, that that is a is a mainline straight back to the past for him. And similarly, with with the lighthouse itself, uh, the lighthouse he carries attaches him to the incident on the cliffs when he was eleven, when Im immediately before his mother left. So yes, it's it's a way of connecting him repeatedly to the past, and I suppose adds to this inability he has to let go of the past. Mm. I kept expecting when when some of these flashbacks occurred, for some sort of aha moment to happen that that there would be a a, a clarity, a, a clarifying, um, you know, moment that explained things, and yet each time it goes back, the book gets deeper and. And more mysterious. It's like you don't answer any questions. You just keep asking new ones. Is that? Mm. I think the thing is, he, when his mother left, that was obviously a, a key incident from his childhood, and he, there, there were all these clues leading up to that happening, but then it was very sudden, um, and he's he he looked for her in 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 one way or another ever since. And there's this other question that some readers have raised about did she just leave or did something more sinister happen? So there's a sense of not quite knowing, him not quite knowing what happened perhaps in that situation. Mm. And where you've got open-endedness elsewhere in the story, such as the ending, that echoes back to that perhaps and it also mirrors Cole's experience where it's this sense of thinking you know what happened but you don't really know what happened so the, 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 these these elements of the story are echoing the characters experiences mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a lot of characters repeat uh, what their ancestors did before them in some ways and there's a sense of fatedness um women leave um men um try to reduplicate relationships with women that are like their previous partner or if even if not they just try to foist it onto someone else and um i think that more than the, the potential violence is what makes the book so dark yes yes that's that's interesting yes and i think it's it's an exaggeration of what does happen in life we often do repeat mistakes and we we may be drawn to people who remind us of somebody else um, so it's an exaggeration of that and there are other aspects of the book which are exaggerations of perfectly feasible things but in, in being exaggerated they perhaps becoming become a little unsettling the book's a short novel it's about 180 pages and yes 
you, your previous book was short stories. Were you conscious when you started this book that you wanted it to be short to try to use the skills you had developed in the previous book, or do you just think it's the story? So so far, I've I've always written relatively short stories. So my my short stories are more likely to be two or three thousand words than five thousand, for example. I had a story which won a novella prize, but it was twelve thousand words, which is short for a novella. So when this story <laughs> occurred to but me, but you're a tall and real person. <laughs> <laughs> She's like six feet tall. <laughs> When, when the story occurred to me, I knew it wasn't going to be a short story. I knew it was going to be something longer. But it perhaps suits my history of writing, my writing style, that it's, it is short for a novel. Mm. Um, what the next one will be, I don't know. Um, whether I will find that this is the kind of length of novel I'm comfortable writing, or whether there'll be further progression in terms of length of story. Mm. Um, previously on one of our... Um, episodes of the Granta podcast, we were talking with Mohsen Hamid, who has a novel coming out um, called How to Get Filthy Rich in Rising Asia, which is a sort of, it builds as a self-help book, it becomes a novel, and he, he posited that he writes novels to s solve problems that interest him, and not just structural problems or artistic problems, but problems to do with life, or problems to do with um, the society around him, I, and I wonder, do you write in, a, in, in that way at all? Are there things that you are besides aesthetic questions that you're working through or or is it is it a little bit more mysterious yeah no i really i really don't i don't come to a story with any preconceived ideas about what i'm going to write about i don't think i'd like to explore this subject mm. um it's often there's often a visual image that starts me off and with the lighthouse it was a man sitting in a kitchen sitting at a kitchen table having trouble with his shoes and it turns out it's not his kitchen there's a woman upstairs it's her kitchen um but they 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 used to have a relationship but they don't now so it just started posing questions for me why is he there um what is his story um and 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 that eventually became became the lighthouse so it was really just me having a starting point having an idea of an end point as well actually but but uh, very much following him on his journey hmm. yeah i don't think it gives away anything to say the book begins and ends on a ferry mm. um and it there's a there's a beautiful symmetry to the book that everything is it's it's not over plotted it's not over you know bedazzled with <laughs> with leitmotifs or whatever but you just feel um there's a there's a natural shapeliness to it and i wonder how do you work do you write long and cut back or do you do you think a lot and write and mm. no i i i don't i don't come up with a long first draft and then and then Scissor. edit it down at all. i edit a lot as i go along but the first draft was only about 25,000 words hmm. and by the time I got to the end of that I, that's a novella <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, when I got to the end of that I, I knew all sorts of things I wanted to go back and, and feed in um, so I worked through it again and then it became its current length and then I think there was a distinct third draft which was a lot of tweaking hmm. But uh, and, and then a lot of tweaking beyond that. But there was this, yeah, there was a lot of going back to the beginning and, and, and combing it through. But uh, all, there's, always there's nowhere to hide it. in this book, is there? 
with a bad <laughs> with a bad sentence or even a bad <laughs> fragment. You know? I, I I read it I read it through so many times and I would be mortified if I now spotted something that I, I, I would like to change. It was very important to me that it, it should be just how I wanted it to be. Mm. Does that style suit this character particularly? He's he's very he's um he's reflective, but he's also quite oblivious to his effect sometimes. It's mm. interesting. I wonder if that I wonder if that adds to the sense of him being a fish out of water. If he is this rather loose edged bumbling, bewildered kind of character set within quite hard, perhaps, prose. It's a very, yeah, it's a very controlled narrative and it's and the prose is very, there's nothing um, shaggy about it at mm. all, even remotely. I, it's important to me that... Every, it feels like every, the syllables have been counted. <laughs> <laughs> every word that's there should have earned its place. Yeah, there, there shouldn't be a stray adjective that doesn't really add anything. Is, do you work that way with short stories as well? Yes, it, yes, very much so. Um, and I, I wrote short stories for about ten years, on and off, um, before I started working on the lighthouse. So that that's very much where I come from. Do you have a lot of unpublished stories, um, or, or or do you simply work very slowly and I, perfect? Yeah, yes, I, I do work slowly, but sometimes actually a, a fully fledged story will come out in twenty four hours. But there will be years when I don't write anything. Uh, I'll, I'll just get into so, the particular job I'm doing. Yeah, you clearly write. live off this. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't live off the short stories. <laughs> so, what, what? Tell me about yourself uh, to the limit of whatever it seems fine to you I mean are you, do you teach writing do you have a whole separate life um... no I was um, my most recently I was PA'd the director of Lakeside Arts Centre in Nottingham um, and that that had been my my type of job admin PA um, but in 2009 I left to have a baby mm. and that's when I started writing this novel and I've just been given an honorary lectureship at the University of Nottingham so I will be going in to talk about my writing but um, even then I wouldn't say I'm teaching writing because I have no history of teaching but I'll be mm -hmm. talking about how I write. Did you study and get an MA or any of that? I, I, I got a BA in English literature but I haven't, I haven't yet done an MA. Well it's a marvellous book and I, I can't tell you how um, how much I enjoyed reading it. It's very strange to enjoy something that is so so chilly and dark. It is funny. Um, if, uh, you know, somebody's bought a copy, the, the instinct is to say, oh, enjoy it. But I know that it might not be one to enjoy, um, but I do want it to be an interesting reading experience. Mm. Does, is, will it be coming out in the U.S.? or? Um Anywhere else around the world? Now? Yes, the rights have been sold in Australia and New Zealand and Canada and Turkey. That's the first transla translation rights, and it will there will be a deal in America, but I don't think that's been done yet. Fantastic. Um, well, best of luck to you on uh, tomorrow night. Uh, break you. a leg, uh, and um, please send us your short stories. <laughs> <laughs> will do. Thank you. We're going to keep that one on the podcast so, <laughs> so you can be held to it. <laughs> this book is so perfect, it almost answers any question you ask of it. It's, it's like it really 
I mean, we could have philosophical discussions about memory and it's trauma. It's been so interesting being asked questions about it because in answering them, I've seen new things in the book, hmm. which has been a great experience as, as a writer. It's been fascinating. Yeah, I mean, I, I, so often the way we interview and talk about books is to tie it to some part of your life. But, um, you know, this this was is either very coded <laughs> or it's completely imaginary or something or maybe a combination of the both yeah it's it's um it's a funny combination you know the the writing business it's um there are little bits in there that only I would know where they, where come, they come from, from. but it, I don't suppose it really matters to the reader unless you're particularly interested in yeah the how the story comes about as such it doesn't matter for the purpose mm. of reading the story um, I mean, I suppose that's the case. That's the case with any writer, but it does mean that you don't, you can't quite anticipate how people are going to see it because right, they can't right. quite see what you're seeing. Alison, this is your first book. Um, you've actually written a collection of short stories which haven't been published. What's it called, and when that's will it be out? Right, I wrote a collection um, which was shortlisted for a competition for unpublished debut collections. Um, uh, it's a, a revised collection is now to be published next year, late next year. Uh, it doesn't have a title yet, but it will be published by Salt. They must be overjoyed. I mean, is this sort of the biggest thing that's happened to them? This has made a huge difference to them. A few years ago, they, they were floundering a little, and they ran a scheme called Just One Book, encouraging people to buy a book which would help get them through um, and this has made a huge difference to them in terms of profile and, and, and financially so I, I'm really really pleased for them. Well it's nice to have small presses too on the list because you know, we think of all these books over time that we've all read that eventually you know Ulysses was published by a bookstore originally. Right <laughs> you know. right yes it's great to, to keep them going.